Welcome to this edition of Faith to Live By, where each week I seek to help us explore current events from a biblical and prophetic worldview. I'm Pam Christian, your host and advocate, seeking to help you discover and live in life-giving truth and experience all the hope truth provides. There have been a lot of prophetic messages about God intervening in the affairs of humanity in these days we're living in response to the prayers of a faithful remnant of God's people. We've heard more than one prophet refer to the story of Queen Esther exposing the evil plot Haman had to wipe out the Jews and how what Haman planned against the Jews not only became his plight, but also that of his ten sons. Modern-day prophets have expressed this is how God intends to deal with our enemies today by bringing the evil they plan against us upon them. If you don't know the story of Queen Esther, or if you need a refresher, please make a point of reading the book of Esther from the Old Testament. As a result of Queen Esther leading God's people to fast and pray, God granted them victory over Haman, and the victory was celebrated with what is known as the Feast of Purim. At the time of crafting and recording this message, we are entering the celebration of Purim. March 6th at sundown through March 7th at sundown, 2023, is the Feast of Purim. This podcast will first post on March 8th, 2023. I am especially mindful of the Jewish holidays beginning with Purim and extending through the end of April when we celebrate Easter and Passover. Passover, if you recall, is when God delivered his people out from the enslavement of the evil Egyptian pharaoh through the Red Sea and ultimately into the Promised Land. This great and powerful story is revealed in the book of Exodus. And there have been many modern-day prophets who have also declared God is poised to conduct a worldwide exodus on a scale never, ever seen before, to rescue his people. What we've been expecting, then, is God's intervention and his administration of judgment and justice on behalf of his people that will be reminiscent of both Exodus and the days of Queen Esther. Given that God often works according to events on the Hebrew calendar, I am expecting to see God intervene in much more recognizable and irrefutable ways beginning this month of March and in and through the month of April. Based on my own prayers and what I've learned from the prophets, I expect these months that we are now in will reveal God's authority and power, which we'll see him work through the rest of this year and into next year. I'm delighted to have Amanda Grace as my guest today to help us understand the importance of the times we're living and help us know what we must do in response, to be assured we are in the right standing to be among those God rescues. To help prepare you for Amanda's insight, I want to explain how we, even as Christians, can inadvertently be deceived, which will cause us to miss God's rescue and remain in the camp of the enemy, something no genuine Christian wants to experience. As I demonstrate when I speak in person, no one in the world wants to live their life on the basis of lies. For this reason, everyone believes they are living their life on the basis of truth. No one willingly accepts lies and bases their life on the lies. However, there is another reality known as deception. When deception is operating, the victim of deception is unaware of their condition. That's the nature of deception. Therefore, I ask, how can we confidently know we are living our life on the basis of truth? If we can be deceived and not know we are, isn't it highly possible we in fact are living our lives on the basis of lies? There are many scriptures that caution us to be aware of deception. 1 Timothy 4.1 states, Now the Holy Spirit expressly says 
that in the latter times some will depart from the faith by devoting themselves to deceitful spirits and teachings of demons. Then we read in Matthew 24, 24, false Christs and false prophets will arise and perform great signs and wonders so as to lead astray, if possible, even the elect. Now, don't be tempted, as some are, to read into Matthew 20, 24. Some interpret the insertion of the words, if possible, to mean it's not possible for Christians to be led astray. No, the passage refers to those Christians who lack proper knowledge and discernment, making it possible for them to be led astray. In Hosea 4, 6, God clearly states, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. That's the English Standard Version. And Proverbs 29.18 in the King James Version states, Where there is no vision, the people perish. I want us to have a look at Proverbs 29.18 in the English Standard Version to gain deeper insight. In the ESV, it reads, Where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint. Prophetic vision speaks of God's revelation of future events. God is not saying he withholds prophecy from his servants. Rather, there are occasions where the people have heard prophecy but have not believed it. As a result, they cast off restraint, which is to fail to remain vigilant and ready to immediately recognize and deal with the works of the enemy. And this sets the stage for the enemy to lead God's people astray. And I believe this is the state the church is in today, especially here in America. The vast majority of people who profess to be Christians are not biblically literate and are not regularly engaged with a church or a Christian group where they can add to their knowledge of truth to strengthen and fortify their faith. These are vulnerable Christians who are still attracted to many allures of the world, which actually opposes and weakens their understanding and greatly reduces their resolve. These people are easily deceived and are actually following after the schemes of the enemy of God. They are deceived and don't know they are. You don't want to be deceived, and neither do you want to live your life on the basis of lies. Even more, God doesn't want you deceived or basing your life on lies. This is precisely why God has been so involved in our world, especially since early 2020, when he began to notably expose all manner of evil, wherever it exists, to wake people up to truth. God has allowed us to experience the fruit of our own doings so that we will wake up to the truth and intentionally choose to align ourselves with him or, by default, with the enemy of God. As I've said before, we must make a deliberate and intentional decision to align with and ever be searching for and guarding truth. Not to do so, by default, places us in the snares of the enemy. My guest today is Amanda Grace, a highly respected prophet of God, Amanda is founder of Ark of Grace Ministries, LLC, headquartered in the beautiful Hudson Valley of New York. Amanda and her husband, Chris, minister to both people and animals, walking out the Great Commission in Mark 16:15. Amanda offers prophetic insight and Bible instruction with her regular video podcasts and is a prominent speaker at the Clay Clark's Reawaken America Tour. To help us discern the times and how we must respond to all that's going on in our world today, Here's my interview with Amanda Grace from her home office, complete with her birds in the background. Once again, we are graced with Amanda Grace, and I'm so very grateful because there is so much going on in our world today. 
And I couldn't think of anybody else I'd rather have on in this particular season. There is a lot going on. God is revealing a lot. So Amanda, I would really like you to help comfort my audience with what the Lord has been bringing to his people for the times we are immediately upon. Well, you know, it's a very interesting time. And I'm just going to say quickly before um, I say this, by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ, by the spirit of the one true living God, may only the truth and power of almighty God with authority come forth in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So Purim begins at sundown on March 6th. And it goes 24 hours to sundown on the 7th. And the interesting thing about Purim is that history tends to repeat itself. And when what happened in Nazi Germany happened, Purim played into this because it was the 10 officers that were executed, just like the 10 sons of Haman. And, and that is significant because I think it was near the time, I have to double check this, of Purim when that happened. And so we tend to see history repeat itself. But Purim is so crucial because when locks were cast to destroy the people of God, the Lord intervened and divinely reversed that plot to land upon Haman for wanting to annihilate the Jews. Uh, and Haman, instead of Mordecai, ended up losing his life. And so by the time we're in, it's so important because we are watching the Lord operate and move in a way where we are beginning to see, we are on the cusp of seeing things divinely reverse. We saw it in Israel already when Netanyahu came marching back. That's a divine reversal right there. So we're beginning to see that. When you start to see that in Israel, look to the United States of America because they are connected by a vein in the Amen. spirit. Why? Because the Lord has a covenant with both nations. This nation, those nations were both raised up on the foundations of the word of God. And so they're connected by a vein, by a lifeline in the spirit. So we've began to see those events in Israel. And this is why we have to look at our nation now and see that we're on the cusp of this happening here. It's very, very, and I've said this before, we are living in the worst of times and the best of times in the great times and in terrible times, both happening simultaneous. Please correct me if I'm wrong, but as I'm understanding it, God has already begun his justice and his judgment, both are occurring at the same time. We're not hearing a lot about it now because mainstream media is still under the control of the deep state. But what can you share with us that you know God is doing in both the areas of justice and judgment at this time? You know, it's interesting because justice and judgment seem to go hand in hand uh, throughout the Bible. So you see these things happen in close proximity. For example, at the Red Sea, there was justice and judgment at the same time. The Jews were delivered through the Red Sea while Egypt's army was destroyed. That's an example of justice and judgment happening at the same time. We see some of this with the story of Joseph as well. We also uh, see throughout the word, I'm trying to think of other examples of justice and judgment. For example, the day Saul died. And David was made king in very close proximity to that. That's justice and judgment happening at the same time for that nation. So this, this is a pattern in the word of God of this happening. Now, it's interesting because the Lord had given, told me back in 2020 
when he gave me the word joy. He said, joy is an acronym that stands for the justice of Yahweh. Because when the justice of Yahweh comes, there's right. joy. And so he had told me that back in 2020 to hold on to that. So we are seeing this happen. And it's almost been like a seesaw effect kind of going back and forth now. But after some things we've seen lately happen, uh, including that golden statue being put atop the New York City courthouse and these things, you know, when you start to see those markers um, that probably the heaviest wave of justice and judgment is yet to come. So it's beginning to rise and crest. And once a wave crests, it comes down. That's what we're right. seeing. Amanda, you've talked a lot about not only Purim and justice and judgment and God speaking through you has been intending to forewarn his people and also to give us comfort and assurance. I see still a number of people in Christendom who are fearful and who are looking at the judgment part of things rather than looking at the justice part of things. We really need to look at it in balance. What would you like to say to people within Christianity, especially who are currently not recognizing that God is actually protecting his people? So I'll, I'll give a, a visual for this to make it easier, maybe for some to understand who are trying to get there. So when we're in a house, a house is a covering, right? It protects us from the elements. So when a bad storm comes, we can hear the storm. We can see the storm. We can see the effects of the storm, but we're under that covering that is protecting us. So we, although we are witnessing it still happen, it's kind of like turbulence as well. When you're in a plane and you're buckled in and there is turbulence, you're going to feel the bumpiness. You're going to feel the plane shake. But when you have an excellent pilot that is at the helm, you will be navigated through it safely and out of it. And I remember in 2020, it was October 6th, 2020, we uh, it's called the Clash of the Titans word. And the Lord said in that word, you are about to enter turbulence. He warned in that word that we were about to enter turbulence. He said, but I'm still driving the plan. It was a play on words mm -hmm. for plane. I'm still driving mm -hmm. the plan. And so we are feeling it. We're buckled in because we have the armor of God on. We have the word of God. We have the covering of Jesus Christ who shed his blood for us. So we're buckled in, but it doesn't mean we're not going to feel it. But even though we feel it and we may see it and we may see the storm rage, God's covering is protecting us. You know, his wings, we can take refuge in. Under his wings, we shall take refuge. That's Psalm 91, I believe. And people have to go to do that. They have to go to rest in the Lord. You see, I see these events happening, but I'm still resting in the Lord. Because I know I'm under his wings. I'm under his covering. People have to understand that. That's part of the believer's authority. To know that you are under the covering of God. And you have the authority through Jesus Christ. And when people come into the fullness of that, fear tends to dissipate. So really what the body needs to do right now for that to happen is to come into the fullness of the authority of the believer. And I'm seeing an awful lot of God really, really waking his church up. To, to step into the authority Christ has already given us 
And when we understand scriptures, we know that Christ has given us all his authority over all the works and the schemes of the evil one. But for years, Amen. decades, maybe decades upon decades, the church, at least here in America, has really not understood what it is to operate in Christ's authority, let alone the power of the Holy Spirit. What are you seeing God is really wanting to do right now with us, those of us who profess to be Christians, specific to the authority and power so that we're not victims, but we're victors? So we are entering right now the second sifting of the church. That's what we're entering right now, the second sifting. And truly, the greatest separation of the wheat from the tares and the sheep from the goats, we are going to see in this time. Now, we have a remnant that is very hungry for a move of God. And we have part of the church that has tried to shut down the power and authority of God. I'll compare it to the time of Nazi Germany, and this is in Eric Metaxas's book, Letter to the American Church, which is phenomenal. There were 18,000 Protestant pastors. 3,000 stood firmly against the evil that was going on. They stood in their authority in Christ and said, no, we will not submit to this. We will submit only to God. We have another 3,000 that sided with Hitler and aligned with that wicked agenda and promoted it. And then you have 12,000 who faltered between two opinions and remained silent and spoke not a word. And so that part that wants to help further the agenda of the wicked is really what they're doing is stripping the people of their armor, according to Ephesians 6. They're stripping that armor off the people. They are taking their sword of the spirit away, which is the word of God. And they are literally rendering them um, as sheeps being led to slaughter. They, they are leaving them without a covering. They are leaving them without a defense because they are not teaching them the authority of the believer. But we have a hungry remnant right now that wants it. And I will tell you, I have Pastor Hagen's book, The Believer's Authority. I recite those scriptures from Ephesians 1 and 3 every day. Pretty much every day I recite those scriptures from Ephesians 1 and Ephesians 3 in The Believer's Authority. And so we are coming into a time where, in a way, the remnant is being compelled to do this because there's no other choice. So those who recognize the signs of the times, like the sons of Issachar had gifts to recognize the times and seasons, those that recognize the times and seasons realize we are being compelled into this because this is the only authority that's going to deliver us out of this mess that's being made in this nation. Absolutely. Right now. I want to ask you a question quickly, but then I want to get back to what you're saying about the remnant being compelled, because I certainly consider myself among the remnant. And I agree, I have been compelled, I cannot not do what I'm doing with this podcast and the rest of my ministry. You did say Amen. that this is the second shifting of the church. When was the first shifting? The sifting? Oh, yeah, the sifting. Okay. So I believe the first sifting started at the beginning of 2020. Right. That was the See, first and that sifting. totally aligns with what I have said with my audience and what I have felt from the Lord, because I was seeking the Lord in the fall of 2019, asking him what's going to happen in 2020, because it's a new year approaching. And I heard the Lord clearly say that he's going to expose all manner of corruption 
And then as I pressed in and we saw what happened in 2020, I wasn't afraid. I wasn't daunted because I had already had that word from the Lord. But I went on to say that I saw it as a three-year period of shifting and sifting and exposure and that I had believed that the first quarter in 2023 was going to be an important quarter for us to begin to see the long arm of the Lord at work. Am I on par with what you believe? Yes, absolutely. Yes. And I remember giving a word from the Lord. I think it was midway through 2020. I have to double check, but saying that the word Ichabod was going to be written above the doors of many of the churches uh, starting in 2021. And Ichabod means the glory has departed. Glory has departed. And we're seeing that with a faction of the church where the glory of God has left. It's like when the kingdom departed from Saul and he may have held that position a little longer, but the authority was taken from him that day. The kingdom was ripped away from him in the spirit that day. This is what we're dealing with right now. When the glory departs, they may hold the position a little longer, but what happens is without that authority, you begin to see a buckling in the church. And we're beginning to see that buckling on many issues. They are buckling to the agenda of the enemy and they're actually becoming a megaphone for the work of the enemy, not the work of almighty God. And so now we're entering the second shifting, uh, sifting of the church. The second sifting has now begun. And this sifting I believe we're going to see go all the way through 2024 and we are going to see more uh, people step down and things happen to shepherds in the church that wanted to be showmen, that didn't want to be true shepherds, that did not protect their, their flock from wolves. And so it's the shepherd's job to show compassion, but to not let a hungry wolf near your flock. You could still throw them a chicken drumstick in the field and feed them without letting them near your flock. You see, and that's true shepherding. And that I think has been lost in the shuffle of what has happened. True shepherding of a flock has been lost and it's gone more to this showman, open up the gates and let whatever in to ravage your congregation. That is what we have seen especially rise up over the past year. So a second sifting is necessary now for the Lord to prepare the church for what's going to happen in the nation. Here's where I'll pause my interview with Amanda as she is explaining our current times being that of a second sifting of the church to prepare us for what God is doing in the nations. I'll pick up from here next week. But for your convenience, and to help you support the work I do, look for the link to both Pastor Kenneth Hagin's book, The Believer's Authority, and Eric Metaxas's book, A Letter to the American Church, in the show notes. By using my affiliate link, you'll get Amazon's price and service and help me at the same time. Also, in keeping with Amanda's focus, consider getting my book, Prepare for the Harvest, God's Challenge to the Church Today. Use the link to get it through my web store and receive a 20% discount using the code I'll share in just a moment.
Also, since we always want to know what God wants us to do, use the link in the show notes to see Julie Green's collection of action items received from God through various prophecies he gave her. She calls them our marching orders, and they are instructions from God of what we must do to partner with him and experience his intervention. And I hope you take as much comfort as I do from Amanda's acronym for joy being Justice of Yahweh. And I'm confident in these very days, this is the kind of joy we can expect. Next week, we'll hear part two of my interview with Amanda Grace. But for the future, should you have any topic that you want me to explore, simply let me know via email. My email is faithtoliveby at pamelachristianministries.com. Also, I ask you to please help others learn about my podcast so they can be encouraged too. Telling others about this podcast is a show of support that I greatly appreciate. You can also be supportive by purchasing goods and services from me and my affiliates. When you purchase my own books, products, or services, or products and services from any of my affiliates, you get something you want, and at the same time, you support me. It's really a benefit for all of us. Shop for yourself or shop to get gifts for friends and family. Your support is greatly appreciated. I try to support you in all ways possible. When it comes to your health, I want you to know about Mfinity, a company dedicated to helping us detoxify our bodies and get to an optimum and healthy weight. I've been using their products and I especially like their detoxifying products and I really love their Java Boost drink. They have a wonderful program complete with support to help people lose weight by following their version of the keto diet. I encourage you to at least visit their website using the link in my show notes where you can learn more. I've also been proudly promoting Dr. Zelenko's Z-Stack supplements. They contain zinc, quercetin, and vitamin C and D, which are formulated in just the right amount to help you boost your immune system. Your immune system can be weakened by over 300 different primary immunodeficiency disorders, poor diet, lack of sleep, and adverse reactions to vaccines. I'm personally taking this supplement, and I can tell you I've been around many people with COVID, and I have not been sick. Use the link in my show notes or go to his website and use the promo code FTLB for Faith to Live By and receive a 5% coupon discount. If you choose to subscribe, you can actually receive a 10% discount each and every month. And by all means, don't forget about Operation Tomahawk. It's an excellent program that I'm using, and I encourage all of my listeners to do the same thing. Get your household and healthcare products from an American-owned and operated company whose products are not made with genetically modified ingredients or with toxins like the vast majority of consumer brands are in this country. As consumers, we think we have thousands of choices, but the truth is most everything we purchase is controlled by only 11 corporations, all of which bought into the woke narrative with all its oppressive evils. So instead of supporting these corporations who work against us, let's support American-owned and operated smaller businesses who truly have our health and welfare in mind. Use the link in the show notes to learn more about Operation Tomahawk. When it comes to diversifying your income, I want you to meet Dr. Kirk Elliott. He's a private advisor helping people protect their assets, especially in these days when the stock market and the valuation of the dollar is of concern. As one of my affiliates, Kirk offers free consultations to learn about your personal considerations to decide what might be a good strategy for you and your financial goals. Call Kirk at 1-720-605-3900 or contact him and his team online using the link in my show notes. When you do, be sure to tell them you learned of him from me, Pam Christian, with my podcast called Faith to Live By. That way, should you choose to work with Kirk, I'll get the credit for referring you. 
If this ministry has blessed you in any way, why not consider financially supporting my work? I welcome direct contributions, but they are not tax deductible. So, anyone who sends a donation of $25 or more will receive your choice of one of my books, personalized and autographed, or receive five of my Make America Godly Again bumper stickers. Please visit my web store to learn all about the products and services available through my ministry. On the checkout page, you'll find a button to click to make a donation. And don't forget about my own award-winning books available from my website. The series is also called Faith to Live By, and when you purchase through my web store, be sure to use the promo code TRUTH, T-R-U-T-H, use it at checkout, and get 20% discount on your entire order. I sincerely hope you appreciate my dedication to you through these podcasts. Let me know how this podcast impacts you and what you're now doing in response to the equipping you receive through me. My email is faithtoliveby at pamelachristianministries.com. If you like the content and resource material I bring with this podcast, you'll find much more by connecting with me through my blog. In fact, my blog has been awarded two unsolicited awards for Christian content. I'm very excited about that. And I'm also very active on social media, where I ask you to find me and make sure we're connected there. To receive even more, please be sure to check out my dedicated podcast listeners page called Beyond the Podcast. Here's where we can connect exclusively, and you can download complimentary devotionals, resources, and more. On that page, I also ask you to help me know more about what you want by completing the form visible once you scroll down the page. You can also subscribe to my complimentary bi-monthly e-newsletter. As a new subscriber, you can choose one of three gifts I offer in appreciation for your subscription. And if you didn't know, I am something of a gourmet cook, so I share many of my signature recipes with my subscribers. Depending upon where you listen to my podcast, if you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes, Spotify, Google, or wherever these features are available. Your review helps the show reach more people, spreads the gospel, and helps people learn how to better apply their Christian faith. I hope you'll join me next week and tell your friends and family to listen right here on Faith to Live By, where we learn how to gain spiritual victory over life's issues. Until next week, I'm Pam Christian asking you to remember, Christ died for us. The least we can do is live for Him.